Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Joe, the founder of Natkins. Hey Joe. How are you? Nice to be with you. Yeah, you too. So tell us, tell the world a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and how old are you? Believe it or not, I just turned 51. On. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I turned 51 on Sunday. I grew up on Long Happy Island. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, grew up on Long Island, college in Virginia, 20 years in Purgatory, a.k.a. San Francisco mm-hmm. and Sausalito. And then I was back in New York for four years, and I just moved out to L.A. at the beginning of the year for a very short-lived uh, romance. Oh, nice. But I'm sorry it was short-lived. I'm not. Oh, okay. Then we're happy it was short-lived, and we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll unpack that soon. <laughs> um, you said your birthday was a week ago? Uh, June 17th. June 17th. So you're a Gemini. Yeah. I am. Everybody knows And that. you're a 17er, uh, which is strong. Are we into strong. numerology? Is that what we we're are talking We are very about? into numerology. All my um, very close people, actually, to me are 17ers. My best friend's a 17er. Just a very interesting, um, stubborn cool people wow well thank you did i just nail that or the opposite stubborn complex i'm gonna go with complex for 200 complex we'll take it love it so complex gemini great and um so as a typical gemini you're doing multiple things you mentioned correct i do commercial real estate Mm -hmm. uh by day i um, sell shopping centers suburban sprawl all over the country awesome uh i'm also a writer i play bass in a popular san francisco rock band what's it called the sofa kings oh that's a great name it is a great name uh that's sofa king awesome it is right thank you our album is so fucking mint (laughs) um and what else do i do i surf and uh yeah i started a very interesting men's grooming uh company Cool. What's it called? It's called Nadkins, uh, at, as in napkins for your nads. They are individually packeted wipes to clean and refresh man's most prized possessions. I love that. And will we ever have a female version? A vagkin. Uh, yes. You know, there are vagkins out there in the mm-hmm. world. I happen to be in a 99 cent only store uh, next to the Whole Foods in mm. Venice Beach a couple weeks ago, and there was an aisle devoted to them. So they're on the wow. market, but nobody has approached. Well, I think there's like wipes for after sex, but I don't think I haven't seen anything specific to the vag. Uh, 
Yeah, no, there are vag oh. wipes to mm. make it fresh down there. Wow. And, you know, the uh, genesis of the Madkin product was a conversation I had in a bar at Sundance Film yeah, Festival. Yeah, let's hear about the conversation. And then also, yeah. I, just so that I don't forget, I'm just putting this out there. Okay. Do, and do you think that it's okay to use a napkin and not shower and then have sex with somebody? It's a very subjective thing. I yeah. mean, if you but were like, wrestling it... with a gorilla and you sure. uh, just wiped your balls, I don't think that would be satisfying right, to right. the female mm-hmm. or male partner. Right. So it's just like, you know, a refresher, but you should also shower. Um, if you can shower, your pri- if you have access to a shower yeah. and it's not socially awkward, like coitus right. interruptus, excuse me, honey, right. I think I'm going to take a shower, right. then people are going to shower. This yeah. is a product that's designed for those situations where you just don't have access to a shower yeah. and you just want to feel that fresh feeling. And if you think about it, if you had 30 seconds to shower, you would wipe your armpits and your balls and your sphincter and that's we, we provide a solution for mm-hmm. at least one of those areas. I love that. Mm -hmm. And so go back to the conversation in the bar. So yeah, I was at Sundance Film Festival um, years ago and a couple cocktails were already in the system and I locked eyes with a woman. We started chatting and it got very sexually oriented, so to say, and Mm. and we were talking about oral sex and she said, you know, Joe, guys can smell down there. And I quipped. Gee, they need a napkin for their nads, a nadkin. And we both doubled over laughing. Mm. And then when I moved to New York four years oh, I ago... I just have to interrupt yeah, really quickly. Did you not know that they could smell down there before that? I had never been told personally that, mm. you know, Joe, you have an issue. But the more I talked with women, the more I came to discover it's actually a thing. Some people have very strong opinions about it. Yeah, I mean, I've experienced some brutal odors down there. So have I. And I just, and I believe On the you, other side. by the way, of course. <laughs> but I don't know, I I mean, does anybody say something to the other person? Like, have just based on your research for the product, Ooh, well, have you ever heard of anyone actually saying, like, you smell? Uh... <sighs> I can tell you personally, I met a woman who on paper and in person was absolutely phenomenal. And as soon as I unzipped her pants, it was all over. Wow. And I mean, she was phenomenal in every way. So I can tell you on that side. Hopefully this wasn't the woman you moved to LA I'm not going to say, no, I'm not not going to say anything to her, but of course I'm going to tell my friends about the unfortunate experience I had. And like I said, the more you talk to people, the more you discover it's a real issue. Now, people have opinions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talking to guys in the gay community, some guys love it au naturel. The more au naturel, the better. And some guys are, yes, freshen that stuff up before I go near you. And I think the same thing applies uh, to, to, uh, you know, women's feelings about men's prized possessions. Yeah, of course. Um, What about uh, like the uncircumcised crowd? I have no idea. Meaning, but meaning like they can use this product. Anyone can use it. It's very, very, it's non-toxic. It's all natural. Mm -hmm. It's, it's got crazy good ingredients like colloidal oatmeal and aloe vera and orange peel. 
and menthol that provides, as I like to say, it's like a thousand virgins, a tic tacs, and are blowing on your balls for 20 minutes. That's amazing. It provides that level of ref- refreshment, and that can really change your outlook on life. That's huge. I think That's so. That's huge. And I don't see a ring on your finger, So, and you said that that L.A. moving thing didn't work out. So have you ever been married before? I have never been married. I'm too much of a man-child. Uh at least too early in my life to do it. I was mm-hmm. having too much fun. And then once I decided I w- would love a partnership, I found it to be very complicated and difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having a lot of fun being a single guy. Yeah. Do you have any regrets about like not wanting to try something like back in the day, you know, that could have been good? I can't live that way. Right. I, you know, at Christmas time when you get the little bowl of Christmas cards from all your friends wearing matching sweaters with their families right. in a canoe, uh, it's you know the one one time where you, I might uh, be have a little tinge of what could have been, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't live my life that way. I have yeah. way too much fun. I know I'm the envy of a lot of my friends. Not to say. Uh, my life is perfect. No, the gra- of grass is always greener, but mine is a strong, greener. strong emerald hue. You know, the grass is green where you water it. Have you heard that? Uh, I don't know if I've heard that, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I yeah. It. So, I, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by like being kind of single. By the bad king? Oh no. That obviously, but okay. being single and being completely happy with it. I wonder, are all of your exes now settled down? Uh, I'm magic to your to your uh, listening audience. If anyone wants, let to... me guess. You're going to tell me you're a good luck, Chuck. I don't know what that is, but yes. You sleep with someone and then they get married or like yes. find the love of their life. I sleep with someone and then six months later I see them in the uh, shopping. Uh, do you think it's because they're so you're such a polar opposite to the kind of guy that they can marry in a way like meaning they don't think that you're gonna marry like gonna settle down, so it almost drives them to that other guy who's ready. No, I think I hex them with a love potion, and it's just <laughs> so magical that they just find love after because of my kind, positive, wonderful, optimistic energy. Well, that's a beautiful way to look at it. I gotta look at it. This Do you know you're rising in moon sign? Is there an I astrological forget. reading? I forget. You know what time you're I know born? I'm more air than Michael Jordan. <laughs> I remember getting my chart read, and I'm yeah. very air. I was gonna say you must be air because you're not. Let me tell you something else yeah. interesting. You're by not, the way, yeah. I'm the youngest of seven boys. Literally, my next question, which is, um, <laughs> you said numerology. I'm very, very interested in birth order. Okay, so and I was seven, going what? to say you are the youngest. Yeah, you are an. And I can tell. Intuitive. You're an intuitive. Because you, I'm the youngest, and so I know what I am, and it's just it's so obvious. <laughs> and it's funny because when you're the youngest, you always feel young. You feel way, young, right? you feel like you have this entree onto the world, like the mm-hmm. whole world's your playground, because everywhere you went growing up, uh, it was like, oh, there's another one. So you just felt like you belonged everywhere, and mm-hmm. you take that attitude into your entire life. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the youngest of seven boys. Whoa. Yeah, your poor mother is the name of my second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously. And, Seriously. um,. Or, you know, some would argue, lucky mother, because girls are actually way more difficult sometimes. So so I've experienced. But are all of your older brothers involved in relationships or married? 
Or do you have any single ones uh, that you relate to? I have, actually, they're all in relationships. Um, if I can do my counting correctly, mm-hmm. four are married kids. One who really kind of never launched now has a female companion. Mm-hmm. And then my next oldest brother has not one, but two boyfriends. Oh, I love that. So does he. That's amazing. And he's a Taurus, so go figure. Oh, wow. He's a bull in a china shop, and That's he has incredible. his way. I thought Taurus were very, like, I guess I'm sure he's loyal to both of them. He's a phenomenal yeah. human being. Right. He just, he creates his reality like nobody I've ever you seen. You have, like, a modern family. Uh, I guess you Sounds could... like you have a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's a family of of artists, except, you know, dad didn't beat us and mom wasn't a raging alcoholic right, so we right. lack a little bit of that Horatio Alger totally. Totally. have to do it passion to succeed totally it happens when you have good parents I know it's the, it's, the, it's the double-edged sword yeah exactly and your parents are they still together now they are 60 something years of another marriage. another double-edged sword yeah so do you think that there's anywhere inside of you that that subconsciously put pressure on you uh so that, yeah. you, so that maybe you went in the opposite direction? Oh, yeah. like preacher's daughter syndrome. Yeah. Um, I, I've never thought of that, and mm-hmm. I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. I think my parents... No, when, you, when you're the youngest of such a large family, all of the roles are taken, so you mm-hmm. don't have to be, take a role. You get to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. You become very emotionally intelligent um, because you just see all the drama play out in front of you. And you I would get, say youngest in general goes through that. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. My parents, my mom just, you know, her whole thing was as long as I don't get arrested, then she's, right. she's fine with that, whatever I do with my life. And does your mom ever express, like, Oh, you know, you ever think you're going to settle down, Joe? I'm like, she kind of quit on that a while, like mm-hmm. a while ago. She used to say, "You've met so many nice girls, and you're going to get old, and then you're not going to be attractive, and then you're going to regret it." And now she wants to set me up with her hairdresser. <laughs> so, have you gone through with any of the setups that? Your no, because at any time my mother has suggested someone, she says they're very nice. Which is code for they're not super attractive. Mm, yeah. And so you you need someone who's who's super attractive. I need someone I'm attracted to. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I actually just had this argument recently. And I, um, like a few months ago, this guy had asked me out. And I went out with him because he was great, you know. Um, but he was my height. And I, I trust me, I know this is going to sound shallow, but I was just, it stopped for me because of that. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're like saying. Like my body was just not there I, with, for him. You, you're, you can't lie on these things. Yeah. I mean, they say that over time you develop cords of, of attraction as you experience mm-hmm. things together, but... You have to, I mean, for me, I have to have a bit of animal attraction. I know it's right. going to wear off over time, but right. hopefully those cords come into play and you yeah. keep it together. Although my track record is not one in which I have a body of work to be able to really call on to give you a, yeah. a very credible opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we get wired into, so I mean, yeah. at this point in my life, I have been wired for 
the hunt and enjoy it thoroughly and I know it lights up reward centers in my yeah. system and the fact of the matter is despite my old age I still do rather well and yeah. I'm gonna live my life and have a good As time you should. thank you and um, do you where are you meeting these these women that you go out with uh, of are course, dating. dating of course, dating apps. Okay, which sure. one? Which Bumble, mm-hmm. Tinder, Farmers Only. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then meeting, you know, just parties, friends yeah. of friends. On if I get sat down, if I'm the lucky guy who gets the woman next to me on the airplane, I'm a I'm a pretty good closer in those just, situations. Just spoke about that. Also, women. It's every woman's fantasy to meet a guy who's sitting next to her on the plane. I have a great story. Let's hear it. Wait, hold on. Have a snack. There you go. I was, uh, I mean, I've had a couple funny stories like Mm -hmm. this, but I got on a plane uh, and it was empty. It was flying across country and um, there I saw a very pretty woman and I with all of the empty seats around her, I sat right next to her and mm-hmm. said, well, look at this coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm just kidding. And I sat behind her. She thought that was very funny. Mm-hmm. Flying from San Francisco to New York, and by the time we were over Denver, we were a couple cocktails in and making out like high school kids. That's and amazing. the flight attendant was laughing her ass off. <laughs> yeah. so. What was the longest... What was the last longest relationship that you were in? The if you last do that. longest relationship. If you do that kind of thing. Um, I mean, as I've gotten older, I have to say that relationships have gotten shorter but more meaningful. The stakes mm. just get higher. I am not going to waste my time. I have really healthy boundaries yeah. um, at this point in my life. Uh, so I would say the last longest one was probably eight months, and that was two years ago, and it was okay. with a kind of celebrity woman. Oh, I will not mention who she is. But, but you will, and I'll cut it out. Uh, I will just tell you, it ended when we were on the beach in Mexico uh, on vacation, and this guy brought us cocktails, and she turned to me and said, who's better than us? And I was like, I don't know, why, why do we have to be better than anyone? <laughs> like, yeah. why, what, That just weird. kind of absolutely made my uh, penis shrivel. Um, yeah, and I just knew we were not soulfully aligned. Okay, maybe you can help me by answering this question, like, what age are you usually dating? Um, I, I think my, my sweet spot is probably in the 35 to 41 zone. Okay. Um, I'll t- I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Quick story. I get to New York and I'm staying at my buddy's apartment, but he decides to let this, what I discovered to be a very attractive woman stay there as well. And I was going to get my own place. Oh. I show up. We meet first night. We talk till three in the morning. We spend the next couple of days together, inseparable, connecting in such a big way. Now, I don't know if she's into me romantically. She is a stunning woman. Yeah. And she says, Saturday night, I want to take you out for dinner for your birthday. I said, great. She's like, we're totally doing it. I go, great. Nine o'clock. She goes, perfect. I pick the restaurant. I show up. She texts me and says, sorry, I'm going to be a little late. I said, no problem. 20 minutes later, she says, sorry, I'm going to get in an Uber. She ends up showing up an hour late. Oof. I told her when she got there, okay, no problem. I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to pay for dinner at Barbudo. We have a nice dinner. You you pay for dinner after she was an hour late. Of course. Yeah, and it's, and nice. it's my birthday. And yeah. of course. And, and, and then she has her phone by her 
plates uh, the whole time. And for a 10-minute period, she was basically texting with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, I just told her, sorry, but I... To honor, to restore uh, integrity to myself, I am not interested in continuing this friendship. Right. Uh, somebody who shows up an hour late for right. a it's date that good. they initiated. Yeah, am I crazy? Not at any Thank way. you very much. Are you kidding me? Those are the boundaries I'm talking about. Yeah. I just can't put up with shit anymore at this point in my life. But nobody would put up with that. I would. I think put up some people that. would. As a well, obviously, people do. Right. Because as a soon to be 35 year old woman, she was confused as to what was so horrendously bad about it. So, That's crazy. I, I almost want to do a, a... I do these poll questions on our Instagram story. I'll show you a few of them. And I almost want to use that as a poll question and say if you... Um, I think pretty women get away with murder. And I think there's enough dumbass guys who put up with it. And I think a lot of people just lack personal integrity on both sides of the fence. I know what you're saying, like, but I think that, yeah, I, I mean, I think that the way that you described, that you said that she acted was not okay, but I've been on a bad date, and I'm not saying that your date with her was a bad date, but I've been on a bad date before where I spent a few minutes on my phone, mm -hmm. and it was it was a setup, and the reason I did it was literally to show that I wasn't interested. It was like a weird, I was immature. Like I wouldn't do that now. It was like 24 or something. And the guy went back to the person who set us up and completely exaggerated the situation, like to a new level, you know? And I think that's an example of like a guy taking what you just said, like girls shouldn't get away with this, whatever, and going to an extreme. And that's creepy. You know what I'm saying? I, I do know what you're saying, yeah. but you have to. Uh, I, I guess you have to understand the consequences yeah. of doing that. You no, deliberately did it. Yeah. And guys have pressure. Look, guys, let me tell your audience something yeah. in case Please they don't do. know. This is the key thing you need to understand about guys. 99% of them are incredibly weak human beings because they live really deeply in their ego and it's very yeah. very fragile and they create these right. castles around their ego and if mm. anything tries to break the walls of their ego down they get fight or flight and they fight or they flight and wow. things end up very very poorly it's yeah. really rare to meet a guy who doesn't live in that ego and and you know, I, in my in my case, it wasn't living. In, I, look, I was disappointed, but it was more honoring my my spirit and my integrity to and just I, say and I, I have got a boundary here. A lot of respect for that, I really do. But what if she had said to you when you said like, "Listen, I don't think we should be friends anymore." What if she was like, "You know what? I made a mistake. I really fucked up. Like, I shouldn't have been late, if and she, I shouldn't if, have been on my phone, and I really do want to continue our friendship. And I promise you, I would never do that again." Because now I know and respect. I would the I would welcome her with literal open arms. Yeah. What she said to me in response was completely defensive, including, mm -hmm. "I'm sorry, I lost track of time." Which my response to that was, again, ask your friends how they would feel mm -hmm. if you invited them to a dinner. A birthday dinner. It was your suggestion. Right. And then you show up an hour late because you lost track of time. Yeah. And she said, I don't see it this way. I don't see it this way. 
If she can't see it, th that's fine. Yeah. As I said to her, I harbor no ill mm. will. This friendship is simply not sure. for me. You have very strong morals and an extreme sense of justice. Has anyone ever told you that? Um, possibly, yes. You know, I went to a college, a small school in Virginia, that prides itself on its honor system mm -hmm. and indoctrinating people with a, a, a high set of morals about no lying, cheating, and stealing. And I just, I do, because I see the game of life. I see the way we all play it. I right. see the silliness of it. And at the end of the day, I, and I think part of this, again, is being a forced observer, being the youngest of seven boys, that, where you have no choice but to just watch stuff. Where at the end of the day, I see it's all we're all living in story, and all you take away, forget about the money, everything else, is your integrity. Mm -hmm. And maybe I get to give her the gift of of learning about teaching her about integrity. And I'll tell you this. I've had situations happen like this before where people, whether it's three months, three weeks, or three years, or three decades later, tell me, you know what, I wanted to reach out to you and thank you for what you did. You taught me a lesson. I believe, I believe you. And, so why not? And the woman very much needed your help. She's 35 and still acting like that. Well, she's, she's a very beautiful woman, and she... Like I said, she probably gets away with murder all the time in this regard. And as charming as she is, and as self-effacing as she acts, ultimately it's about your action, yeah. your, your actions, not the way you act. I mean, she. I hope she looks like Cindy Crawford. She's she's stunning. She I means she looks like yeah. a supermodel. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about it. Right. But. But that's. I'm not impressed necessarily right. by that if it if it lacks the rest of the package. Yeah. What would you say are deal breakers for you? I mean, you had mentioned the woman who was on vacation who said everyone wants to be us. So I would say one of them, if I'm not wrong, is um, you know someone who thinks they're better than than other people. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody who's stuck in that kind of story is definitely uh, a deal breaker. Somebody who is clearly on an agenda related to uh you know money mm -hmm. um somebody who uh is is a hardcore conservative mm. <laughs> i would probably struggle with right. um somebody who is not uh hygienically kempt as we discussed earlier mm -hmm. um you know somebody who wears birkenstocks and wool socks I would probably struggle. I, I, I love Birkenstocks. Okay, but not with She's the She's pointing at her Birkenstocks, and they're white, and they're cute. They're cute. But if you're wearing wool socks, I have Birkenstocks. Okay, okay. Don't get they're me wrong. They're very comfortable. Oh, they're, but, they're but the But wool best. socks with Birkenstocks is dumb. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but these are physical things. Get deeper. Well, I was... I thought I was. was my you did. You did at first, first thing so I, I forgot about, about yeah, sort yeah. of integrity. Sure, about, sure, sure. You know, money and all that. Um, Do you see a therapist? Have you ever? I have. I'm, okay. I am one of the most well-read people. Um, I mean, I've, I have a master's in intuitive healing. Cool. And I've done the deep dive into yeah. exploring myself because I'm, I, I, I want to see the shadow or the elephant that's in front of me that mm -hmm. maybe is preventing me from absolute bliss. Um, I've been to therapists. I'm all about anything you need to do to kind of see yourself. Have you used psychedelics? I have. Mm -hmm. And what was your uh, favorite one? Oh, man. I mean, I have had 
a lot of fun with different things. I mean, tripping on acid and mm-hmm. spring break in high school in Florida in 1985 was awesome. Sounds great. Dead shows on mushrooms mm. was fun. Um, I just uh, I just did shrooms for the first time this past weekend. How to treat you? I loved it. Yeah, isn't it amazing? But I have to tell you, I microdosed. Okay. Because I am a control freak. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's. That letting go that happens right. can be really, really frightening for, for especially control freaks. It was really nice, actually. I, I really like surrendered in a way, and I, I just every now and then would feel happy and not know why, mm-hmm. and then enjoy it. So there's a there's a chemical reaction that happens in your brain with mushrooms. It's like opening this little door mm. to your child. Mm. It physiologically. It does that. It opens this door that uh, in your brain that um, regulates um, discretion. Mm. And so you lose, as we get older, we become more discreet, I guess is the word. Right. And, um, you know, we get a little bit more rigid in our ways and rigid physically mm-hmm. and rigid in our thoughts. And um, mushrooms literally physiologically opens that door so you become a kid again, which can be really critical for people. Yeah. So, well, you can become a kid again. Do you become the kid you were when you were a kid or just kid-like? Uh, I, I think I just become the, the, the very happy kid that I, I, I probably was. But then again, I'm on mushrooms. So I, right. as a kid, I wasn't on mushrooms. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's. I know what you mean. Like I, um, I remember we got a pizza at the end of like the trip, and um, I was so happy about this pizza. Like very, very happy. Loved the pizza. Like, just was thinking like, how amazing is pizza? You know, which is such like a silly thought. It's, but it's, but it's very a, childlike. I, I I think like the Buddha would congratulate you for your silly <laughs> thought because I don't think we we have so much in this world. Right. And I think people just have this walk around with this constant sense that they're lacking stuff where most mm. of those people who are probably listening to your podcast have so freaking much and should be so grateful. I do yeah. a and I don't mean to sound righteous. I have so many imperfections. Um, it's what are some of them? Oh, God. Um, you don't have to name more than one. Um, I can go through through a massive list with you. Um, I'm a Gemini. I can't make up my mind. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm all, all over the board. Um, Do you think that you're emotional? I'm incredibly sensitive. But uh, that's not emotional. I'm very emotional. I mm-hmm. mean, I've, I don't know if you remember the movie Ordinary People, but at the I end of it. I don't, but I saw it. End of it, Paco Bell's cannon comes on, and the father and son are sitting on the back steps, and I cry every freaking time. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't watch that movie with people on. I get very emotional about rom-coms and all that stuff. I really I really do. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, that's a silly in blood. We're, we're super sensitive. Yeah. But I was going to tell you that the thing I really believe in is, is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like that, what you're not grateful for. The the man upstairs has a way of like saying, "Oh, you're not grateful. Let me let me Take give you away. some perspective." Mm-hmm. So you get grateful. I don't want that to happen. Right. So I always do a little prayer of gratitude before I go to bed. I want a prayer of gratitude when I wake up in the morning. Just yeah. be thankful for what I have in my life. I mean, it's amazing. I think that's very necessary. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, do you think that you have ever been in love? Hmm. Of course. Real love or lust or moments? I mean, I love, I, I love that you asked that question. Um, I was in love last week with that woman. So love to you is like a okay, bit fleeting. No, I, w- I didn't want it to be fleeting. There was a, a, a sense of... You were in love with the woman who came an hour late? Correct. I was in love with her. Who now, you knew for four days? Correct. Okay. There's a sense of knowing that this is somebody who I just really, every time I'm around... I'm lit up and I hadn't felt that way in a long time. It was more justifying being with people as opposed to just this natural knowing feeling. That was what kind of sucked about it. It sounds to me like you should give her another chance. Mm, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Because of your ego or something else? That's such a great question. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm not going to say not going to give it another okay. chance. I think everything in life comes around. It always does. Right. And we will communicate again. Mm-hmm. I just think what it needs is some time mm-hmm. to just let everything settle. Did you have a good time with her at that, that dinner, even though she was late? It was great. Mm-hmm. We have a magical rapport together. I mean, we discovered it Did right it away. Did it really hurt you to send that message? It was very disappointing, especially it was my birthday morning. It was not the tone I wanted to start for my my 51st year, but it had to be, it had to be done. Um, I trust me, examine how much of this was ego and how much of this was true integrity. It was hard because like I said, I hadn't felt that magical. I I wrote an essay, I write and I've written essays uh, and I wrote a couple essays about that brief little relationship. And I wrote that I, I can't remember when I had that schoolboy feeling um, where it just felt magical and surreal. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So, Have you ever considered, in, and then we can move away from the situation, but I'm just curious, instead of saying something like, you know, I didn't like that, we, like what happened, and I think we should just be friends as a result, have you ever considered saying like, you know, this is what I need from you. And like that wasn't okay. Um, in a, yeah, I get where you know you're going. I mean? Yes. In, in a relationship, I would definitely apply that strategy. Mm-hmm. But this is someone who. It was like a trial. Well, no, for all I know, she was, she just never was actually into me romantically. She might have just like really dug me as a friend and wanted to nurture a friendship with me. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it would be too early. Were to you suggest intimate that. with her? I was no, 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 not mm-hmm. at all. Did you even kiss? Not at all. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was actually playing it, the long game on it. Like right. I'm not gonna disrupt this flow and put that on her because I'm sure people do that all right. the time. And right. yeah, yeah. I think I think what you did, if if I'm allowed, was a pre preemptive. Is it preemptive or preemptive? Preemptive strike. It was a preemptive. I'm a, I'm going to protect myself. Mm. I will not let this woman hurt me, just in case she's not interested. Like I. Am. I think you may be ninety three point four seven five percent. Okay, correct. so now we're moving away from her. What is your definition of love? 
definition of love is when you think about, and this is what I said to myself yeah. about her at one point, was mm-hmm. I was walking down the street in New York and I was like, I, I just would be happy to make that person happy. I think the definition of love is you want to take care of somebody else more than you take care of yourself. You want that person. Thank God you answered that way. I was, I was concerned for a second. Yeah. Oh good. That's the definition of love. Am I turning the tide with your listeners perhaps? No, no. Yes. Yes. Narcissistic asshole. And by the way, nobody thinks you're a narcissistic narcissistic (laughs) asshole, but many women who are listening, I'm sure are saying, wow, um, I dated a guy like this. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, for example, I dated someone recently who I can tell you right now will be single at 51. And I'm not saying that in a, in a negative way. Right. It's this, this similar reasons that you want to be, like that you are. You know, he, he really values in his independence. He has a very high set of moral standards for what the women in his life kind of need to be like. And he has, I'm not sure if he'll ever in his mind like think that somebody is on that level. You know, it's really interesting because I have been examining this a lot lately because look, I I think I want a great relationship. I think I'm more equipped than ever to, to have it. Um, and I've been examining this notion. I, I know that women, especially when they like a guy, I mean, we all protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think women also want to test a guy before they feel safe and they may behave badly mm. and really see if the guy is going to stick around for it a little bit. I and think women think do that fair? consciously or subconsciously. And you no. don't think men do that? I think men probably do it. I, I, I think that, and I don't mean to dismiss that mm-hmm. at all to, to answer your question, is it fair? Sure, it's absolutely fair. We are very flawed people. Right. And I am probably more... I, I wonder every day if I am more flawed than most guys or if I just enjoy my life in a way that's different than most guys who have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to a, my good buddy Dan in Colorado about it the other night. He's very Buddhist and his thoughts, he's a very handsome 45-year-old man. Um, and he said when 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 people ask him how come you never been married he says because i haven't re- met the right woman mm-hmm. um and, he's, and they said when, when you have you, how come you haven't any, had any kids he said because i haven't met the right woman i want to have kids with mm-hmm. and he kind of simplified it um and i'm not sure if that you know resonates but i just think that that it's not over for me mm-hmm. and it, but i've been examining that thought that i need to the flaws we talked about, the one I, my biggest flaw, as my mother says, is I have no patience. Yeah, me, too. me either. It's a youngest child thing also. I have no patience. Yeah. And I think that that's something I need to sit on and examine. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for being here with you to kind of work it out. Do I need to yeah. pay you some sort of shrink like <laughs> fee for Definitely this? Definitely not. But um, I, I couldn't understand the no patience thing more. I, You definitely don't have to take my advice, but... I struggled with this a few years ago, and um, I decided to look into DBT, which is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. And it sounds... <laughs> and I'm writing it, it sounds, down. Write it down. It sounds a little crazier than it is. It's not. Um, it's not at all. It's, it's, the, um, it's basically the therapy of patients. 
and being in control of your emotions. And you learn, instead of sitting there and telling a, a woman or a man your life story, and my mom was mean to me when I was five, instead of that, you talk about what triggers you in daily life. Mm. What, so you would go in and you say, I'm impatient, mm. and I want to work on that. And she would say, we're going to go over a set of tools mm. that you can actively take out of your toolkit, your mm. hypothetical toolkit, and use in order to be more patient in a, in a situation which you would normally be impatient. So let's just come up with one. You go to CVS and the line is very long and there's no self-checkout. Would you be impatient in that or would it be a different kind of situation? It's all subjective. Okay. Right. I okay. might be very... When was the last time you remember being impatient? Um, I think it was this... Um, it was on my birthday. It was just about having to go out to Long Island with very little sleep and a bad mood and, and uh, hang out with my, my parents who... Uh, yeah, just say don't, no more. Just don't do a whole lot, but sit around yeah. and kind of watch Fox News and. Oh God! Yeah, I know. That's now I see why is. you don't want the Republican lady. Right. Um, correct. But uh, yeah. I think you're you hit on something mm -hmm. truly sincerely. I mean, I've done Landmark Forum and yeah. I have done a lot of work and I know about how people live in stories and I'm conscious of the stories. Mm. Um, but if there's anything that could catapult my relationship with my impatience, that might be incredibly, incredibly yeah. helpful. But I, I think Definitely. the huge takeaway mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm is patience as it relates to relationships and yeah. know that they're testing and I'm not easy. And of course, if some woman's going to date a 51 year old guy who's never been married, she's going to have, she's going to have some reservations. And if she didn't, you would judge her. This woman is <laughs> the, the, Truthsayer. <laughs> you also, I don't it's have a very to, wise you don't have, human to, you don't have here. to tell me your rising and moon sign. I'll tell you what they are. You're a Gemini with a Libra rising and a Libra moon. I guarantee it right now. I because you love aesthetics. You need someone beautiful. I think you're totally right. Yeah, that and you you love like love and like the idea of it, but the idea of it. Lindsay, I, I can I tell <laughs> people I've never listened to your podcast before, but yeah, tell them you are you're a smart. Well, I never I've never human. done this kind of analysis, but I you're just, like, very smart you're, human being. You're like. The same species as 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 I am. I have a lot of men uh, yeah. who, I, who need to see you on your podcast. <laughs> yes, send them all my. My vibe. buddy Brad here in New yeah. York is an Australian so, guy. You so you're very. Love. I love. By the way, I need an Australian. So please We're send him my way. Um, no, but I really do. Everyone's messaging me. I need a Europeans like or like a a different country like man perspective on dating, whatever. Sure. Anyway, so. Um, Oh yes, reading. So you said you're very well read. Have you read either of these books? And it's 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 more niche. So if you haven't, don't feel weird about it. Okay. Um, the first one is the Untethered Soul. I have. Okay. Yeah. So that should have helped you a bit with your patience. Yeah, but again, it's it's if you're it depends on when you read things. Yeah. There are certain books. If you're living in your story and you read it, you only apply the filter of your story to every all the information. Right. Like. Key sort of uh, architecture to think about mm -hmm. is you know we're, we we come out we're kind of love right we have some sort of karmic disposition but we get wounded for the first time around five years old when we realize the world is an unsafe place mm -hmm. 
And then we view everything through that filter and we create this whole protection mechanism yes. around it. That, and it's really interesting to consider that we go around as adults using the same software that we, we developed when we were five years old. Exactly. And, and, and something I just have to quickly say is yeah. that everybody has a different perspective of their childhood, even everyone within your family. And the other book I wonder if you've read, it's called The Way of the Superior Man. My, David Dida is yeah. one of my all-time favorites. Uh-huh. It's so funny wow. you're saying that. I, I, read, I read that book. I was probably 25 years old, mm-hmm. so it was 26 years ago, my God. And a friend of mine, Jim Miller, uh, uh, recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I read it, and I have, I've given it to so many people. Um, it is. I give it to women. I suggest it to women to understand men. And he mm-hmm. has another book specifically on polarity between men, men and women, and which and is the, also like the whole masculine and feminine ma- energy. Yes. And if you look at what's wrong in our society mm-hmm. now, if a guy doesn't show up and be a guy and provide direction in a relationship mm-hmm. and you know open the door figuratively, if not right. literally, mm-hmm. and a woman has to assume the role of taking care of the relationship then that which you were probably initially attracted to, her right. femininity, she has to assume the masculine. Right. When that dissipates, then your attraction for each other dissipates and you right. wonder what happened. I was attracted to her like three months ago. Because, so what What would you say happened in that situation? The man didn't step up. The man didn't and step up and be a man. his role. Yeah, women, women, and this might sound sexist in this this day and age but you know the basic premise is women want to be paid attention to and 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 men want to feel like they're heroes right and i'll say it's a real it's a it's a absolute uh perfect formula for my parents incredible relationship what are their signs your parents do you know my Mom is a Pisces, okay. March 5th, yep. and my dad is a Leo, August 15th. Wow, very interesting. And they're the ultimate yeah. in masculine and feminine. She is the feminine one? Or the she, oh, she's the incredibly feminine, yeah, I was gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous woman mm-hmm. who... Uh, my dad hit her in the head with a tennis ball on a tennis court, and that's how they met. <laughs> She was That's hilarious. walking across to get her ball, and my dad hit her in the back of the head. On purpose? No, he was in the middle of a heated match, and he hit her, and he ran up to her and going, Lady, what the hell are you? And she turned around, and he said, Doing for dinner tonight. <laughs> and, uh, That's hilarious. Here we are. So, but, the, you know, she's... <laughs> My dad, my dad wouldn't know how to dress himself right. and make himself a meal. And my mom, I don't think, has ever balanced, you know, written a check right. or looked at a computer right. in their life. They just right. work in that old school masculine they feminine are the paradigm. Rules, the yeah. old rules. Rather. Yeah, but I think there's some of that 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 we have to in this day and age where everyone's fighting for this sort of parody. Right. We have to consider the consequences of letting go of your femininity. Yeah. Uh, and wonder why there's a breakdown in, in satisfaction in relationships. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's Ironically, my parents have a very traditional marriage as well. My dad, um, he works, and my mom takes care of the home. And so it's very... And she, and she is feminine, and he is masculine. Granted, he is more, like, emotional, and as I'm sure your dad... I'm sure he has some emotional he's, he's He's very good at hiding it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's but a, the greatest generation. Yeah. Well, so, you know, my dad is too, to a T. Like, it, it, 
it, I have to know that he's sensitive from my mom telling me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he would like if if my dad and I have like a tiff, which is very rare because he's the one I get along with more. Um, my mom will be like, you know, daddy's hurt. Like from your I think that's a female yeah. male thing. It, it, the same thing applies with right. my mother, or my father will tell you, your oh, mother's oh, hurt. Oh, oh, yes. You sort right. of have to consider that. Right. I will tell you the one thing that people always ask me, yeah. and I don't want to get up, mean to get off the subject, yeah. like about successful relationships. And, and the thing about my parents is, they never took one of our sides against each other. Yes, exactly. It was Same with my incredible. parents. Nor did they and ever go against each other. No. They were always and a team. They look out yeah. for each other. Mm -hmm. Like you upset your mother, exactly. how dare you? Exactly. Or you upset your father, how exactly. dare you? Exactly. And Even more so my dad doing that. He's so because not not saying that my mom is weak by any means, she's not, but he was growing up, he was just clearly the stronger, the louder one. Right. So he went out of his way to be like, be nice to your mother, be nice to your mother, which I think is really necessary. You know, you need to be a team. You need to be a, you need to have a partner. Uh, Otherwise yeah, no. it doesn't work. We can talk about the breakdown yeah. of all this stuff, but when people aren't eating dinner at the table together and you don't have these opportunities to uh, highlight, you know, the, this architecture as like the successful architecture, I, I right. think. You know, everything's a little bit more nebulous these days. Definitely. Do you care about a woman's career? Um, do you want her to be ambitious? Would you mind if she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom? Um, I, I want her to be feel a sense of fulfillment within herself, I think, as a matter of integrity for the relationship. Considering that I'm sort of an art, artistic spirit, um, I, I don't want her to lean on me to provide her sense of fulfillment, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I want to, I would want to create space for her to feel her maximum creative expression. I mm -hmm. think whatever that, that means for her, if it right. means being a kick-ass stay-at-home mom, I would celebrate that. If it meant she wanted to be successful in the workplace, I would celebrate it. I just think it's a matter of you know, going into the relationship saying, I'm not here to complete you and to make your life happy. It's two people who are very uh, capable and self-sustained, if you will, who right. choose to come together because they genuinely like love each other. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sounds kind of Hallmark cards, but no, it's, it's the, truth. the truth. It's the yeah. truth. Do you, out of the brothers, you said all the brothers are basically in relationships. Are you a fan of all of the people they're dating, generally speaking? I, I, I am. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're, we're kind of a difficult uh, clan. Mm -hmm. um, and part of it, again, comes from being part of this uh, amoebic, uh, you know, band of brothers. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it takes a lot of courage to come into the family yeah. <laughs> dynamic and I have grown uh, if not immediately to, to love and appreciate um, everyone really that's great yeah and um, okay so you mentioned you were 51 I wonder if the whole you know even when I'm dating now at 27 there will be some like, did you have sex with him on the first date? Like, you know, when you're 51, you're dating 
you know, women who are 35 and, and 40 and, and whatever age, are you still kind of in your head, like, hoping that they make you wait? Or, like, it doesn't It doesn't even, the thought doesn't cross your mind. You're like, oh, we're adults. We're probably going to have sex. I, I guess when you say in your head, you mean consciously. Yeah. Because subconsciously can be in my head, too. True. <laughs> um... I don't think I I think about it. I don't necessarily believe um, that um, I a woman loses integrity or respectability in my mind if we um, have sex um, immediately quickly. It's it's more looking at the whole composite of things. Mm-hmm. Is she using sex as validation? Uh, for herself or or to to lure me is she um, is this part of a story of insecurity that you know daddy Mm. didn't love me Mm. and now I seek it in every Mm. man I meet I mean I just think it can only be judged in terms of the composite if it's natural and it flows and it's it's just right Mm. I don't judge that as bad Um, but um I think that for myself, uh, I'm very happy to wait. I love that uh, arc, that trajectory in a relationship where, mm-hmm. um, you know, you it's wait. It's got to be a build-up. It's nice. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was sort of... And if I, wa- if I want to play it safe, I'd rather right. play the long game and right. not screw it. Yeah, them. like if I were a guy and I really liked a woman, I would, I would be thinking, oh my God, please have sex with me, but don't. Please don't. That's such a woman's way of pretending to be a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if I'm really a guy, I'd be like, oh, I want to fuck her so badly. But if she lets me, I will be so turned off. Guys don't sound like that. They'd sound like this. (laughs) Oh, God, I really want to fuck her so badly. But blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. It is? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I think it's very situational. I don't don't necessarily judge. Mm -hmm. Good. And, I, yeah. I just, I just, you know, encourage women to, to really be themselves and don't judge themselves for how guys respond to them. Because listen to me, like I'm, you know, I think I, I think of myself as this spiritually evolved, really cool guy. But you're probably listening, going, "Jeez, this guy's such a jackass nar- mm-hmm. narcissist." So why would you judge yourself against a me? narcissist? Would never call themselves a narcissist you need to that that's like number one okay that's that's fair yeah. but i think a key point is is i think just have the courage to just sit quietly in your space and learn how to like you know meditate and be in your alignment i think we're like planets and the more we get rid of story which is like this ma- nasty mess around us mm-hmm. Uh, we, the more uh, mass we develop, and the yeah. more mass we develop, the more gravitational force we have. So if you're telling yourself negative stories about life, you're going to meet negative guys, and yeah. you're going to have continue yeah. the cycle of suffering. But if you just get quiet with yourself and trust that you're here for a reason mm-hmm. and honor that, mm-hmm. I really think that all of a sudden naturally some dude's going to turn around the supermarket and you're going to choose exactly. each other. It and took me a while to get yeah. get to that place. Mm-hmm. But by the way, so we're like nearing the end and I usually end with a quote or like a piece of advice, but you literally just gave that. Is there anything like similar to that or maybe even different that you could 
tell people that, um, you know, are just maybe not happy with their current state. Maybe it's single. Maybe it's in a relationship. I, I, it's probably the same thing. Um, I think if you're not happy in a relationship, uh, you have to look at yourself and not the other person. Mm-hmm. And and um, don't don't settle. Um, yeah. I, I again, I, I studied intuitive medicine. And I'll tell you one quick little thing. One of the the beliefs in intuitive medicine is, is that dis-ease is basically stories in your body, other people's energy or stories you've told yourself that over time take on a physical manifestation. And one of the classic things is I'll meet a woman and she will tell me a story how her father was oppressive or she was in this oppressive relationship with a guy. And I say, are you on thyroid medication? And she said, yeah, how do you know? And I say, because that's the fifth chakra. That's your ability to communicate, live your truth, speak your truth. And when you're in a compromised relationship, energetically you compromise mm. your fifth chakra, which is on your throat, wow. which maps out the thyroid issues. That's crazy. So my, 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 I guess my, my takeaway is let's all pay attention to the stories we're telling ourselves. And we don't have to keep those stories if we don't want them. But mm-hmm. see how they live in our bodies and in our spirits. And if we can move away from those stories we can get really present and again we can develop more mass and life gets easier when we meet the right people and i hope pray that happens for myself i agree and i think um and this is just my addition to your advice i think with those stories at least for me the people that the stories that i hold on to the most are family stories and dynamics right the heaviest and those are the heaviest and so i if you're listening and you want to start you know, changing the story, I would start with your family stories. Um, you know, let's say you have an older brother who you think is selfish and never cared about you growing up. Change the story. He has emotional issues and can't be there for another person. Accept what you can't change and uh, life will be good. Can I say a couple yeah. more things? Mm-hmm. Uh, two books mm-hmm. I would yeah, recommend. please. please. Uh, if you're just ever feeling like your problems are so big, uh, many lives, many masters. Okay. It's about it. Just read it. Mm-hmm. It it'll make you realize there's a bigger, bigger thing going on. Great, I love that. Um, and and then on the subject of of mapping out these stories in our body and how they affect us, um, Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss is all about that subject. Great. Can't wait. Those will be added to my website. We have, uh, we met at acme.com. We have a section on books, recommended books. So we will definitely add those. And if you guys want to follow Joe on Instagram, you can at. <laughs> uh, let me look. <laughs> I think it's. We're finding out this part. I, I think it's my out, first too. and last name. Do I there share that? Uh, if you feel comfortable. We could also just tell them the Nad Kittens Instagram. Oh, more ESPN. Do you uh, want to see that? Yeah, let's see what my Instagram is. I don't even know because that's how much I'm on it. All right, we'll give my name away. It's Joe Cacamo. Joe Joe Cacamo. There you it's go. Joe C A C C A M O. Slide into his DMs. Oh. Give me some advice. Help me out. Tell me I'm an asshole. Whatever. Exactly. Thanks. Um, or maybe you'll ask him out. Or would you like if a girl asked you out? I would love it. Oh, okay, great. So I'm there in you LA. Go. I'm in there Santa Monica. There you go. He's in LA, Beach. in Santa Monica. 
Come say um, hi. So come say, go say hi, and um, write us a great review. And thank you guys all for listening. Have a beautiful life.